0: i take that nine to five contract job again or do i double down on myself and my my business i took the latter because i did the math man like dude if i spent eight ten hours working for someone else what if i took that same amount of time and apply it to my own self like i could really double what i'm doing now as a dj and then i Literally double that from 32 to like 60, 64 weddings.
1: Hello, guys. Thank you for tuning in to the More Than The Numbers podcast. This is a show where we'll dive into the stories of people overcoming financial insecurity, showing the different paths that people take to become wealthy, and overall, just how to live a more purposeful life. So... If you enjoyed listening to the show, please show some support, give us a five star review and leave a comment of your favorite part of the pod. Also, please share it to anyone that you know that feels stuck and that needs some uplifting or needs some help to get their finances in order. We're really just trying to help as many people as we can with these stories. Uh, God bless all of you. And yeah, just enjoy the show. Today on episode 11, we introduce a 12-year veteran in the music industry, DJ Mojo. Not only has he performed at over 160 different venues in his career, in just the last five years he's performed at over 360 events, earning a slot as the preferred DJ at numerous wedding venues in Southern California. DJ Mojo unveils the curtain to building a successful business in the DJ industry, detailing the mentality and the work ethic he needed to become the greatest version of himself, this is definitely an episode that you want to go back and listen to a couple times to soak in all of these gems. But before wasting any more time, let's take a dive right in. We're welcoming to the podcast DJ Mojo, a.k.a. Joe Rivera. Thank you for coming on the show today. It's the More Than The Numbers podcast, man. I'm well, happy to have you here.
0: Dude, Kenny, I'm so glad to be here and welcome everybody. I'm just saying hi to everybody who's listening right now. I'm Joe, DJ Mojo such an honor being your podcast kenny how how are you doing man
1: i'm doing well
0: you know i'm as you know
1: i'm prepping for kind of a something something big next year you know you might be a part of it
0: you know it's just a wedding you know you know just a wedding
1: (laughs) next year (laughs) no but i kind of want to just intro you with the backstory of of how we kind of know each other so Mm-hmm. with uh, with joe so uh of course gabby my fiance, you know we went to a wedding uh last year or yeah last year and you know we've gone to a couple weddings last year and and we, one of the weddings that we went to was one of her cousins um and we finally noticed that like okay finally you know we were having a good time with the music and we noticed specifically that the dj was like making it pop we didn't really know what it was you know, we're we're big people that are into music, and we were just we felt the vibe from it. And at the time, we didn't really know if we were going to get married or not, um, like what the timing was going to be. But we just knew, you know, just we were just kind of taking record of looking at, you know, different, looking at the different venues, looking at different DJs, just to put a prep and plan. And I noticed that right off that, you know, it it was something special. Funny enough, a couple months later, when we are planning to go and uh, get married we look at the venue or the preferred ve- uh, vendors and we found DJ Mojo's profile right here, Joe's profile. And it, Gabby just said, okay, this is perfect. Like I, I just from your profile. So props to you on that of uh, the, how you marketed yourself on that. Cause it was exactly what we wanted in terms of the music style. And, and I, am not sure if there was like clips involved with it, but she was uh, said that we were already fans. And, you know, of course, we booked the the interview with you and, Gosh, I loved every every part of that that whole process and I just want to appreci- give you my appreciation and your flowers for that whole process and just making it super easy and and excited for having you booked for next year,
0: man. I'm, I'm really really
1: happy and excited.
0: Dude, Kenny, I'm excited for both of you, man, and I really appreciate you having me as your DJ. Uh, but yeah, I think the music and the vibes, like it's all it's also important. Like at the end of the day, it's about how you feel you and 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 celebrating with your family and friends. So like I'm just excited, so we're one one about one year away, man. <laughs> With exactly that. one year away. So let
1: me just give these people some stats because I I was uh, doing research for you was just super fun. So <laughs> you, you've been you've been in the game for twelve years, right? So and you've been full time a full time DJ for seven years. Correct. And I remember when we were talking in the in our first call, you know, you were just telling me that you already were entirely booked for this year. I think you were just had one or two slots at the time. I'm sure those are already done um it just i was just blown away with how impressed i was with how you know of your work ethic first off for having 52 bookings at the time i don't even know if you're doing more so you so 12 years as a dj 7 years full time 160 plus venues worked and then i'm going down like there's just so many venues that you've already worked for you know done all these different shows and sets but before we get into what you're doing right now i want to take it all back that from from like your first ever approach to music and and DJing um like tell me a little bit of your upbringing so where where did, where did you grow
0: up in and like when did you first start to like music really dude I, w- I would love to uh first of all like in talking about these things it's a story man like from being an underdog in this whole scene and like now very thankful to to be doing what i'm doing here today but we all have our our beginnings right and Uh, well, first of all, I, I grew up in Southern California. I'm, I'm the only child really. And, uh, and I had lots of passions growing up. And one of them is music before I actually got into DJing. I actually played guitar and I, I became decently good with it. Not to the point where I'm like performing at shows or anything, but it was my first opener of like going to that creative space of creating music and playing music for others uh but it wasn't until i think 2009 2010 was when the digital age of the music started started coming in and um i started to explore how djs on the radio mix music from one song to the next Um, i also had my uncle who was a dj as well and he was kind of a main influence to kind of show me what that's like but I think it all started with me just discovering new music online and seeing what songs I like and sharing that with others is always a great joy. For example, Bruno Mars, do you know that song, Nothing On You? Oh, yeah, with uh, B.O.B. Right? Yeah, B.O.B., right? So during college, like I-, I was digging through his website, and I discovered that song. And I was like, oh, my God, this is such a good track. And then weeks later, it came out on the radio. Mm. But but i told my friends about this and i don't know for for some reason it gives me that joy like oh this is a track you have to listen like it's going to come out it's going to be very popular soon so things like that and it did like things like that got me excited because it kind of showed my my taste of music and like knowing this is going to be a hit oh they're going to enjoy this one um so sharing my passion in terms of the music that i like and i think that's all part about being a dj we all have our own sound and, and style that we just wanna share with the world. Um, but in terms of being a DJ, and I will speak briefly on on this too, but dude, I had no idea I was gonna be a DJ, really. Um, I think it all started because I'm kind of an introvert where I'm shy. Whenever I go to parties, like I just chill by the food and don't really like socialize as much. I'm very shy, reserved. Wow. But being a DJ, it really helps you step step outside of your shell and i've noticed that for a party it's really hard for me to just enjoy myself for me i feel like i have to serve and do something so when djing i'm actually being able to directly contribute to the overall vibe of a party and i feel somewhat like contributing to the experience instead of just laying low by the you know in the, in the corner of the room so I actually feel more purposeful, like just being involved with the music in some way, so that way I'm not just being lazy and doing nothing. So, but I, I think that's what helped me broke out of my shell. So that way, next time I'm at a party, like I'm always there thinking about, okay, how can I make this experience better for people? And I'm thinking about the music as like my, my my the first thought in my mind.
1: Yeah, no, I think that's something that really sets you apart too, and you could tell just from the way that you talk and the way that you actually educated like me and Gabby about how music works is that you truly do care about, like about also not only, not only you you do what you do on the music front, but actually explaining cause me and Gabby are going to be obviously the recipients of this. And you want us to make sure that we're going to be in a happy space too, and understanding where you're coming from with that. So I think you do have this like genuine care and passion for like serving I think, and you're, then that's probably the reason where I'm finding that most uh, good ethics, successful people have is that ability to serve first, and then the money will come, the success will come after that. And I see that in you, and that's, a, you know, a big reason why I wanted to bring you on the show. So that's, it's beautiful to hear, man. But like, that's not an easy thing to just start going into, because you know, everyone at the, when they're, we're we're at young age, we're all into music and stuff. But like, what? made you actually want to pursue it as like a
0: as like a career when did you start seeing that as an avenue oh man well with djing i mean we we all start with just djing for our family and friends and just like it's just fun like it's just a cool thing to do (laughs) back then and i think things like the doors starting to open or, or at least my eyes widen when people are willing to pay for my services i'm like whoa people are willing to pay for me to play music what? And I think one of the bit, I think at that time during college when I got into DJing, there was a frat party that that wanted to pay me three hundred dollars, and at that time as during college student, I thought that was a lot, you know, and it was yeah. back then. Oh yeah, no, that's a ton of dude for for going to party. Like
1: I mean, yeah, that's amazing. Like, but. <laughs> So okay, so you said you were going to school. So where's that were you going to school for music oh, or yeah, what? yeah.
0: L- let let me clarify that. So yeah. uh I I went to Cal State Northridge and I majored in food science and nutrition. Yeah, perfect, I figure I should perfect for DJing, lead yeah, with go. that. Yeah, so perfect for nice. DJing, right? <laughs> uh you know, and, and I thought that was a, a career that I was going to pursue and while i was going for that degree i was exploring my other interests because i think before even in cal state northridge i didn't know exactly what i wanted to do i mean i was interested in computer science technology uh math and chess like dude i'm, I'm a nerd <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm really a nerd uh but then i went to food science because i and nutrition because i like to take care of myself and the body and and it's about the food that you you That whatever you consume affects the output. You know? So, but then after working a few years in in the food industry, like, you know, DJ has been my has been my calling. I feel it's so much rewarding. And uh that's I think that's what I wanted to pursue. Like, yeah, there's money with it, but it's a direct correlation with the amount of work that you put in and the outcome that you get out of it and the feedback and the results. I felt like what I'm doing actually does matter than working for another corporate job and nothing wrong with that. For some people it's fine. But for me, I knew something was missing and I felt more fulfilled DJing for people who actually do care about the work that I put in. Mm, And the result of the work is, is it's a, it's a positive feedback loop. You know, so it reinforced me, okay, if if they are willing to do, if they're willing, if they're happy with my services and they're paying me this much for the work that I put in for that event, for that moment, I, I think to myself, what if I double or triple X the amount of work that I put into my craft to generate a, an even better result? So if they're enjoying that, what I'm doing right now, what if I did what I do and multiply that by like five times? over time i'm I'm gonna even more result as an outcome or more more positive uh, out a more positive outcome as a result like of yeah. what I do. so that oh, that was my logic behind it. and yeah I was really testing myself to see, okay, how far can I really do this? Like how far can I really go in and make this a career and and uh, part of me also wanted to prove my Asian parents that <laughs> that I you know what? like, I can do this. That's what I was just going to ask you. Like,
1: what about the feedback from your parents? Like, you're saying, hey, you know what, mom and dad, I think I'm, I'm going to go, you know, be a DJ or your friends and like cousins. Like, what what did they say? And what, like,
0: did that ever deter you at the time? Dude, it was more adding fuel to the fire. Whoa. Okay. I think that's a good analogy. It's like, I already had this fire. Like, maybe it's just like a little, what's that word? It's not a fire. It's like a little, like, ember. It's mm-hmm. just, but then you're just, helping it grow even more. So that's the analogy. It's just like adding to it, like in a way, like I want to prove them wrong.
1: (laughs) What did they say though? When you first like told them, like,
0: did you ever tell them or you just kind of just like secretly building this thing up? Um, they, they knew about my interest and passion, but they were like, Oh, but, but always look for a job. Always look for a job. But over the years, over the years, I was able to, Somehow make them feel more relaxed by actually taking them on a trip to Hawaii. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
0: So just to be like, hey, you know what? I'm doing okay, mom. I'm doing okay, dad. So that, and after that, and they seen my reviews. I mean, they haven't been following me on Facebook for a while until like several years later, and then they see my posts and like, wow, you did this, you did that. Like, oh, that's cool. And then now they're like promoting me in in a way like to To their friends, oh, he's a DJ. He's a DJ. Oh, <laughs> so was, it's a complete so, one eighty. But yeah, that's fulfilling. That's cool. But dude, it all starts with believing in yourself. You know, and uh, and I had, and, and I really did. I really, really did. And I think that's what kind of helped me out through that time. Is just I'm gonna figure this out.
1: So you never at the time like like second guessed yourself with you know with people would like. Cause it's, it's not a normal thing to be going for, especially at that time too. I feel like now if you're starting to be a DJ, be a, uh, you know, a YouTube creator, starting a podcast, it's a little bit more widely accepted, right? W- would you agree than, than it was back then? Like, yeah.
0: Back then it wasn't like, dude, like I started taking video more seriously or taking my video more seriously back in 2015 when I started documenting and vlogging and was like, you know what? I need to put myself out there. And that was when YouTube was kind of, kind of new now like YouTube is kind of there's a lot going on on YouTube but uh yeah I'm kind of glad I started early with that but one thing led to another and just as long as you're consistent and be able to grow um like the possibilities are there but but yeah I've I had several moments in my life where I felt contributed to where I am today but those those are some of the things
1: what, what what were the most moments you think like the biggest ones that like really <laughs> like the ones that really unlocked like a new layer in your brain of like oh wow I could really do this and I'm I'm really like I'm that guy you know like it, were there ever like specific moments like that was
0: one of those like <laughs> trips to Hawaii or maybe a certain dude like okay so there's different kinds of motivators I really think and it's kind of funny because um, I won't mention any names <laughs> but yeah, just for yeah. humor I'll tell you a little bit of story. Yeah. Uh, um, about my ex. Okay, cool. That's always <laughs> how it starts,
1: man. Uh. It all starts
0: with the ex, you know. Like, uh, like we were dating at the time, and I was kind of unstable with my career. Didn't know what's going on. My my future plans. Like, I had a nine to five in this corporate job, and doing part time DJing, and was trying to figure out, okay, what's the future going to be like? But anyhow, long story short, that relationship didn't end well. In my mind, I was in like beast mode. Like I don't know, if you've watched Dragon Ball Z, but like I was trying to go Super Saiyan on on my DJ business and just go crazy. So I, I took all that energy that I had from that and focused on my business and my work, and that and and my health too. And there, there's so many. It's like there's moments in our lives that kind of triggers those moments where, you know what? Like I could either, I don't know, fall back and just revert to a low state of mind or energy. Or I could take that and actually do something with it. So that was one of my pivotal points. Um, The second, I had to choose whether I should continue working for a 9-to-5 job. That same 9-to-5 job. My my contract ended. They wanted me. Back do I take that nine to later. five contract? And at, at that job time, again, I had 32 weddings do I already doubled down on myself and my, so, and my business. I did the math and took the ladder. Really figured out for because myself because I did the math, man. Like, like, like dude, if I spent 2015 eight, 10 hours, hours working two. for someone else, like a, what a lot if of things happened. Same amount of time that situation applied to my own my past relationship. Like, I could really so my my work situation double what I'm doing now as a DJ, and then I literally doubled that from 32 to like 60, 64 weddings.
1: Wow. That's one thing I also saw too, and that you're bringing up now that kind of justifies it, but you you keep talking about putting in the amount of work and trying to improve, right? And I was looking at your website too, that of of all of the coaching and all the programs that you've done, when did you, were you always kind of into like self-improvement and personal development and, and coaching yourself? Um, and speak on that a bit. Like, how has that been a, a factor in your success and in, in your life?
0: I would love to, man. First of all, it's been a huge, huge, uh, I guess, contributor to where I am. And, and I, I could, sure, I could, just, I could say success. Sure. But I feel like I'm continually growing and I, I want to be humble. And like I have, I think success is there's different definitions of it and I'm blessed to where I am today but I'm always wanting to challenge myself with where else I could be um, down the road in the future. And it's been really huge because I've learned that this, whatever I do, doesn't operate unless I work on myself. And there's a direct correlation with the amount of skills and knowledge and wisdom that I accumulate. And it has a direct correlation with the growth of my business or with the service and the quality of the services that I provide for my clients. So it's, it's been huge because the main thing that I I took away from this is I am shortcutting my learning curve from people who have actually done it. And even that thought in itself took some time for me to wrap my head around. Cause you can learn it like sure down the road, but it will take longer. But do I really want to wait? So I've been really applying these skills for myself that no one can really take away. If anything, it's a compounding effect, you know, whether it's communication skills, sales, marketing, people skills. I mean, there's, there's so many things that, you know what, they don't really teach us in college, which I, I wish they did. But I noticed that the more I invested in myself, the more I'm able, am able to get the outcome and the results that I want, that I'm looking for. And it's just like, all right, if what I'm doing now got me to where I am to, or if what I did in the past got me to where I am today and it's been good, why not keep doing it? Like I'm, I'm reflecting back on the things that worked for me and what things didn't. And I really have to take myself and be aware of those actions and those thought process and, the way you operate like in that sense whereas and as someone who I've learned you know for the results that we want before you get the result it's it takes action but what's before an action are the are the beliefs and the feelings that led led towards that so if we start from the source of the way we believe our beliefs and our feelings towards something and then that will uh, evoke an action and then the result and then from that result you can gauge whether did it help you or did it you know or did not or didn't and like okay what, what went well what didn't but it's really evaluating everything that you do to see if it's going to help you get to, to the path that you want to to reach wow but we're sorry if it's deep but it's oh, just
1: I, I love that stuff that that's i mean i i the reason why I'm bringing that up is because I myself love personal development and been reading books and podcasts like this and stuff for years and years and I think that's what made the difference in my life too of being creating an awareness of like you know where where you have to be optimally you know every single day to improve so but have you always had that that mindset was it or was it at that moment of like when you were really just You know, you're getting over the X and trying to, um, (laughs) (laughs) was it that moment or was it, was it something your parents taught you back then of like, you should improve? Like, where did you get that from of trying to become
0: better? You know what? I think I actually started 2018, like three years after my, my pivoting point of doing this full time, because for the next three years, I had to figure things out. Cause I'm doing this full time. Like I have to, I have to learn, I have to grow because my livelihood like depends on it, you know, and, and my belief that I want to do this full time. All right. I, I got to do what it takes, but I think I had that mindset. I just didn't know which direction to, to follow. But one of the things that really helped me out in 2018 is exploring sales and sales has helped me a lot. And even to this day, like I'm still con- learning about sales because sales ultimately it's helping you understand and communicate with people and understanding their desires, their wants, their fears, and helping them overcome that to change. And change is scary, right? And usually when things are getting uncomfortable, that's usually a good sign that you're growing. And it's helping other people understand why they feel that fear, maybe because they hold a certain belief that's preventing them from, from getting the result that they want but in sales like you really learn the psychology of a person and really guide them into the the outcome that they want but it all starts with transforming themselves to become that person to make a, the the right person who who will make those right decisions for themselves to get what they want nice. but it, it it goes deep man but it's uh, it's I love it. I
1: love this. No, I love this stuff too. And you're speaking my language. I'm going to be selfish and ask you questions for myself on sales because I, I don't know if you remember, I told you I'm a loan officer myself. So I've done sales for three years now. Oh, wait. All right. Yeah, yeah. So I'm always curious on tips. And I feel like uh the way that you view sales is very similar to how I do it, you know, because there's tons of different strategies of how sales can work. You can be you know, real pushy and that stuff works for some people, you know, but, um, the way that you do it and and when the process that I really like of how you you went over it is that you really are clear about from a to B to C, this is exactly what's going to happen, how the process is going to work. Um, where did you develop that sales strategy of, I'm, I'm talking specifically right now with like your DJ, um, sure sales and booking, right? Mm-hmm. Like how, where did you come up with that? Was it more a trial and error? Did you follow a course? Was it a one of the your mentors? Like, where did you develop that system? Because I thought it was just so like, organized and cohesive, like that I was like, Okay, now it, it actually made me mold my strategy to that of like, give people extreme clarity, uh, you know, like, so speak on that where you got that from?
0: Yeah, um, mostly, it's trial and error but I had lots of influence from other people, not in the DJ industry, but other industries who are doing sales like other online businesses. And I try to pay attention to how did they sell me? What process did I go through to, to make me feel like I need their service? I need that course. I need that coaching. And I pay attention to, okay, I, I signed a form. They presented me more information after the call, you know, or they, they talked about these things. Oh, maybe I should do that too. So it's really about modeling what has sold me and what has really helped me get to where I want. And like, okay, what if I apply that process, that system, that methodology into my own business? So I think. We're all doing that so in you're, some you're
1: way. Just, we're just stealing stealing stuff left and right, which is good. Modeling after, yeah, that's, that's amazing.
0: Because, yeah. dude, if these people are doing well in their own business, and they're not even DJs. Like, they're just good entrepreneurs who knows how to not just sell people, but ultimately you're trying to help people, right? And by understanding what got you hooked and being aware of that, and you apply that for yourself, like it, it most likely it will, it will work for someone else too. <laughs> essentially. Right.
1: No, I think that's so, that's so key, right. Of, I think the whole key is you want to get people to just be extremely informed about what the process is and what your service is, and then, you know, showing them what you're bringing to the table. And then, you know, by that time they're, they're able to make a well-informed decision and yeah. i think you did an amazing job of that with 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 it for me and gabby and you just made it super easy for us to you know obviously choose you but mm-hmm. i i i think so many people they expect a lot um expect to get a sale early on from not you know not really putting in that work up front to uh make sure that the client understands that so sorry i could go on and on about no like, that 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 sales strategy, but mm-hmm. um, did you always have like a, like a process like that, a step-by-step thing that you had, or, or was that a, um, or did, did you just come up with that, with that by yourself? I'm sorry. I'm just really curious. Did you come up with yeah. it by yourself or did you get it? It dude, was like
0: I, just a, a model of that. All, dude, of I get it from all sorts of places. And I like to learn from people who are doing better than me in that sense. And I take, okay, you know what? That's a great idea here. You know what? That's another great idea from someone else. Oh, that's a great idea, and it's all testing. And to to for me to say that one like works, it's really hard because it it may work for for different people at different uh, industries. Like you have to figure out what works for you. But if there's two things that I like to give people is like the, one of the things you mentioned is clarity, right? Clear. It's crystal clear. And I don't want a confused buyer or prospect because it just it doesn't make any sense um but i also want to there's two things I w- i'm focusing on it's clarity and certainty that mm. i'm able to produce the outcome that they're looking for that's why you see the proof you know that i'm able to do it clarity of what i'm going to do what's going to be and then proof that in you know a certainty that is going to work because of my process and systems that i have in place so those two things I was trying to help out through my marketing and and just lay it all out. So it's very clear, even for myself. Like if I was a potential client, if if shoot, if I get married one day, right? Yeah. What would I want to see? You know, I mean, sure I can go with word of mouth and all I see is a, a website, look pictures will look great, but how do I know that they're gonna be the right one for me? You know, so I would rather and there's one thing that stood out to me that I'm trying to apply with my marketing too. Is like I'm trying to be I'm trying I'm trying to be less fearful of what other people think of what I do because I want to be at the end of the day authentic with my messaging and I feel like whoever resonates with me will resonate with me. Whoever don't they won't. Like, I want to attract the right people who, you know what, appreciates the work that I put in and appreciates the the content and marketing or content, whatever I put out there. So that way they have a a better understanding of where I'm coming from too.
1: Yes. No, I, I think that is so important. And again, I think that's why I'm creating this podcast too, is to see that, and why I like podcasts so much too, is because you can see the full scope of what truly a person is. And I think that authenticity is, is the most important thing with, um, with sales, I think, above all, right, just, you know, you want to be able to trust the person that they're going to be able to come through with what what they're saying. Mm -hmm. So I I, I think that's a good, a good starting point there. So I'm really curious about when you were making the transition into going from uh, part time to full time. Sure. speak on that a little bit of, of some advice for should people just burn the bridges down and start their bit and start the company like that? Um, how Did you do it like little by little of part-time and then slowly work to full time? Um, yeah. What would you say to like someone that has a passion for starting their business? What, what would you say?
0: That's a great question. And by no means am I, I don't want you guys to be responsible or want, want me to hold me as responsible <laughs> if something happens to you all right but this is just yeah, coming from experience. my opinion yeah my suggestions just had to put that as a disclaimer i don't want anyone to go broken homeless <laughs> know, by taking right. my advice but for me my th- for the path that worked well for me is i had to be i i need funds to begin with the dj djing isn't you can't just DJ, you need the gear, you need the experience, and you have to be able to invest in your business so that way it can grow. And I was in order for me to to fund this DJ business, I had to have a stable income, which I have that nine to five. So if someone was able to or wants to transition from full time, sorry, who if you if for someone who wants to transition but from being a part-time DJ or have a part-time hobby or whatever into full time, it definitely does help. To have another job, just to help bring the funds, and that way, you, during that time, like you have some some sense of security. But then, it what matters now is okay. Not only do you work that nine to five, but what are you doing on those off hours to help you grow that business? So, and like, what do I need? What, what do I need to invest in? How can I grow this? And I think there'll be a pivot point where you'll get business on the side, and you'll realize that this part-time business, your, your side hustle, your hobby is probably making more than what you're currently making now at your nine to five. Like, okay, do the math. Think about it a little bit more. Like I mentioned earlier, what if you took that time from your nine to five and applied it, double down on yourself to take this part-time hobby full-time? Because it goes back into, hey, if, if, if you were able to make your part-time make break even or make more than your full-time job because of the things that you've done imagine you double down on those things that you have done of course like it, it would make reasonable sense to go even that it will make you yourself grow even more but i i think it does help to have a secure secure kind of job at first and i think i, I get a lot of entrepreneurs and business owners or creatives they're very prideful. Like, no, I'm gonna do this full time, and 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 work. I don't. I hate nine to five, but here's the thing: maybe you can find another nine to five that's not as bad, so that way you can still enjoy it and still get the funds that you need to help your side business. I mean, and and I think you know what? Like, you want to be working for yourself, and I totally get it. But sometimes you have to suck it up a little bit. Like, you just need the funds, and like, how are you gonna get that? you know, and, and really discipline yourself. Okay. And like, you're not wasting time spending that money that you've earned from, the, from your nine to five on like other things, but you're actually reinvesting into yourself, your knowledge, your experience and your side business have that grow. See where he at. Okay. Do they equal out each other? Or is a side business doing more than nine to five then? Okay. Maybe that's, then that's the time to consider. Okay. List out all the things that you did to get to where you're at at that point, and then ask yourself, what if I double down on those things? And maybe that will help you out, like really um, go full time. So I
1: love that. Yeah, that's. Uh, I feel like that's not the sexy answer that everyone wants to hear nowadays, uh, right? With all these like Instagram posts and like, now nah, just go full time entrepreneur life. Yeah, but know. this is the real, real experience that, that that you're getting. And, and I like that it's just a logical approach, right? Like you need funding to start off, like, why would you, you know, I'm sure it is possible to, you know, burn the bridges and start from scratch. But like, how hard is that? How much stress are you going to have every single day from just not knowing where that's going to be coming from? So I think that's a, a, a great answer. Um, what kind of what nine to five did you have? What was it something in the the food and science for or was it something completely different?
0: Somewhat, like I had a few jobs after college, Um, like the first two were like food science jobs, but then that nine to five that I've been referring to a lot was like a biopharmaceutical company. I'm I'm not high up there. I know pharmaceutical makes bank, I know, but it's just in in the lab department and um, nothing related to, to food science or nutrition, but it's... Yeah, it, it was that kind of work, just dealing with samples and giving and giving those uh, drug samples that were manufactured in the lab to the proper uh, lab locations for testing and just managing that basically the middleman between that. But but anyhow, it's. I mean, it's it's. I mean, it, it does decently for, for that for that time, it was it was great. And, and I and I've learned from corporate sense. And here's the thing that some people may may not realize, but having a job, like, I believe you are there for a reason. And, and I took whatever lesson from that nine to five and applied it to my DJ business. For example, that's a corporate, like it's a huge corporate company. You're going to learn how to write emails. You're going to learn how to work with other people. You're going to learn about deadlines. You're going to learn about customer service. Like you, you are learning skills. And to say that you're going to drop off everything and just do what do your entrepreneurship full time, you know, you're missing out on the opportunity. Like, what if you take that the job that you're currently working on right now? Ask yourself, what kind of skills will this teach me or what what skills can I take from this and apply it to my business? You know, use it as a testing ground. Really? you know, and, and practice the communication skills, practice, you know, or learn how to email or, or little, little things.
1: Yeah, no, I think I, so like, use it as like an education or schooling, right? Don't yeah. look at it as like a position or title, but like, what are the, I'm, I'm sure that there's like a lot of, uh, yeah, email formats that you can adopt or even like a corporate structure of a scheduling that you can use from that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so many people don't, don't apply. I, I feel like don't, they they talk so much to, so bad about those type of jobs but i think that those are it's it just can teach specific skills right or tools that you need that you can take to your right. actual business cuz eventually you want to evolve into like a bigger thing that you're going to you know be needing these kind of skills anyways
0: right 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 here's another example for anyone who's who's listening right if you're working a corporate job or 9 to 5 usually you're being managed right and pay attention to how they manage you because who knows maybe in your business you're going to be managing others you may you may, you may create a team so you you're you're learning how they operate their business so that way you can operate yours see what works what doesn't so there was a lot of learning experience from that so it's and and other things is like office politics which is something I don't want to go down to no, but yeah, that's, <laughs> that's
1: something else too
0: but I know, it teaches else. you
1: how to be like how to speak in certain environments in certain areas right and how not to, to how to keep quiet and how to listen exactly too. but exactly. uh so you're you're I'm, I'm really curious about your first like your i, I don't know why i'm really curious about your transition right so how did you get i know you had booked you said like with some family and friends that you started with your um doing some events sure like when was it just pure referrals that you were first getting i'd say like your first couple months of every getting paid for the dj your DJ business? Was it just referrals or were you marketing yourself somewhere? Was it like people finding you through Google? Where where, where were people finding you?
0: At first it was referrals, friends and family. But then eventually I tried to put myself on other websites. Back then it was Thumbtack, uh, WeddingWire, The Knot, which are all great places to begin with if you're looking for that. And it really helps you get some work and putting the reps in and getting the experience that you need. But now I don't do that anymore. I, ha- I focus on different lead sources that will help generate um, or give me the, the work that I need. But at the beginning you have to start whatever you can really to um, put yourself out there and, and get known. And my reason behind it was, you know what, like there's this saying, it's not about who, you know, but it's about who knows you. At first, I got that wrong. I was like, okay, it's about who you know. Okay, I know this person, this person. But do they know you? So I was trying to put myself in other places where people can know me. And it started with those websites and creating a website itself and developing this online presence. And I believe like, I started in a good time when the internet was – so growing and 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 developing itself and learning all these ways how to how to put yourself out there, but then um, YouTube was the next step, really, and I think that helped because it showed more proof. And I mean, now Google owns YouTube; yeah, it's it's and people s- search things all the time. So I think that's the best best place to start is word of mouth and and really building your network. Um, I mean, word of mouth goes a long way, and I think it still does, even to this day. Uh, but then online is just another way to to make yourself known to other people who could possibly use your services.
1: I think that's a good point. So you're starting out, you're trying to put your face out there, put who you are out there so people can find you. And then as you slowly built that up, it sounds like that you became a little bit choosy of where you can what the type of clientele that you like, and and maybe is that the reason why you've linked up with a lot of the, like the venues of like being a preferred venue. Do you, do you, can you tell that there's a better, is there a better type of um, quality person that your client that you're working with and those versus just a random person finding you? Like, yeah. That's something that you're having to do. Like, do you, do you sometimes have to turn people away? Cause they like, you, they don't fit you
0: know, what you're looking for. Exactly. Because I rather would have the marketing speak for myself and, and going back to what I said earlier, I, I would rather have it attract the people who I do want to work because they, 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 they feel my vibe. Um, but now I'm mostly targeting. So the way I get my leads right is like through the content I put out there through YouTube, Instagram. And if they like my content, okay, great. So that way there's somewhat of a, of a, of a level of, of expectations that we just get each other. But and then the other source is through wedding planners, wedding vendors and wedding venues because here's the thing they've seen a lot of djs and for the fact that they want to refer me means a lot and their opinion is worth more i think to a potential couple than just finding someone online and i feel like someone's that that's where word of mouth comes in because I think a person who has, who is in the industry, who sees a lot of DJs, if they recommend someone, then uh, to some degree that person must be at least somewhat maybe better than most. And I'd rather focus on those people who appreciate a good DJ. And because the other places where people find DJs on these other websites, it's kind of saturated. And then it's really hard to separate yourself and your services because they're looking at other DJs in that same platform too. So I'm trying to position myself to the top where there is no competition because they can only think of me.
1: I like that. So what what are you on that note a little bit? What, what are your, like, where do you, where do you see yourself in this? Do you want to continue DJing for, you know, Late into your life? Do you want to transition (laughs) to doing something else? I know you're, you're, uh, you had started a little bit of those. uh, uh, I forget what that other business wedding DJ mastery. Yeah, that that's who like, Mm -hmm. what eventually are you trying to build this up to? um, To do?
0: Yeah. Um, I love DJing and I don't think that will ever be taken away from me. Like as long as people appreciate what I do. And it's, you know, I want to make sure that I work with the right client because time is short and I want to make every second minute, and hour of my time to, to work with people who appreciate what I do. Maybe at the beginning, you know, I was like, all right, let's get working. But now it's becoming more, more than just DJing, but we're spending six, eight, 10 hours together over lives. And I really want it not just a couple and the people who I work with, but even myself to have a great time. So I'm still going to DJ, but maybe more selective and making sure that. They feel like they really want me for my service and what I'm able to do for them, because that's how I know I'm I'm able to do my best. and I'll I'll put in the work and, you know, we're going to have a great time together. So, but as time goes on, you know, our, as we get old, I'm, you know, our, our bodies are getting weaker, you know, and, um, who knows circumstances may change life or health, who knows, but long-term is I want to make a, a bigger impact, not just with the people who I get to DJ for, but teaching other DJs how to do the same things that I'm doing and giving them the right guidance so that way they are able to do what they love full-time and it involves a lot of skills and i want to shortcut their their way to success just as the same thing that i've been doing to shortcut mine but they're actually learning from someone who's an actual dj instead of learning from all these other places hey i'll just tell you exactly what to to put to to do it but i feel like The reason why I'm doing this is because crazy as it seems like I I've been in their shoes (laughs) And, and I feel like the DJ's overall role in this has, we're actually doing something amazing for the people that we get to work with. And a lot of people do for, for, for cheap and, and they're like exhausting themselves and not able to put in their best work. That's why DJs are treated like a commodity. Oh, it's just a DJ. You know, right play some music, and, and it's just a, a downward cycle. But I really want to raise the industry and let people know, hey, we can actually do something amazing for you. And um, I want the DJs to be valued as well. I mean, they're doing incredible things for their clients, and I want the DJs to be happy and, and charge well enough so that way they're they feel satisfied with their work. Because if they just think of it as work, as just work, I mean, yeah, they could think of that, but their soul, their energy is not put into it. But I want to create where they could really have that passion that got them into DJing in the first place. You know, and that requires certain things in their business and their environment and the way they work to allow that to happen, to allow them to flourish. And when they flourish and, and really get into the creative space is really going to help out their, their clients as well. So that's the end goal. Cause I could only serve so many people. Like I'm already booked out this year. And then like, I feel bad for the people who, you know what? They can't have me because I'll do my existing clients a disservice because my time is, it will be spread thin, you know? So I figure you know, why not leave an impact? Not just with the, couples and and the people who i'm actually DJing for but teaching others and they will really see this is a career choice that they can actually do full-time helping others have the best time of their lives and doing what they love so that that, that's my mission in the long term and helping others and just making spreading good vibes like
1: like, because here's the thing
0: i see it on the other side of things you know, I just need to help them get like see that as a reality for themselves too, and helping them actually want to change, and me helping them get there. So,
1: nice. Where where do you think that comes from? Like, where where does your wanting to give impact and really like making a difference? Where does that where did that come from? Maybe your 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 family? Is it maybe your faith, or is it just <laughs> something you're born with? Like, where, where where did you get that?
0: I think it was. I don't know. I think it was something I was born with. Um, because none of my family, like I'm the first, in my family who kind of thinks this way. Cause I mean, I, I understand my parents had their own struggles just even coming to America, <laughs> so to speak, and just trying to, trying to create a, at least a decent, a decent living, you know, for me, for the, for them to raise me. Um, but now it's more about, I mean, I want to give back, and I think it's another way of fulfillment, I think, of an impact, and maybe a higher purpose in that regard, and letting people know, like, because I, I, I really want them to understand that it's possible for them, and maybe because I've been there, and it's like, man, you don't have to feel this way, you know, And I, and I care about these people enough to, like, you can actually do better, you know, and this is how, but... I think one of the things, too, that that really excites me is like, I'm a continual I'm a. Yeah, I'm I'm I'm, a, I'm still a student in life, in the game, in the, in the DJ career and in, in, in what I do, and I like learning new things and being able to teach it, because in a way that helps solidify. The things that I'm learning and doing. And, you know, oh, this is what's working for me. Let me share this with you, too. And uh, I like sharing and teaching what I know, and seeing people have wins and success. And I think I'm trying to like if they if if they are better what they do, then I feel better too. Like it's it's a win win.
1: Yeah, that's the thing. <clears throat> yeah, that's a so you're getting the fulfillment for yourself. It's also you're reiterating your own learnings and making a huge difference too. Wow, that's yeah that, I I. I view it the same way and i wish everyone can do business that way because i feel like it'll all raise each other up because i feel like it's always these like little pivotal moments i'm sure like when in your own dj career right had someone just like tapped you on the shoulder like hey joe like this is what you need to be doing right now like what a difference that would have made right for you to get quick uh better much quicker and if you can do that with not only one person that you're helping but you're doing it to multiple Different DJs right. that are going off. Oh my God, the impact is that's tremendous, it's crazy.
0: Yeah, so that that's the thing. I, I think it's like when you look back at your older self, five, ten years ago. Like I I wish my future self could have told my young self how to do it, so that way it would be even quicker. Because because for me it took me twelve years, but if I had someone who's in my position. Telling my old self how to do it to save time. That that would have been so much better.
1: So speak, speak to your old self right now. And for anyone that is like just quickly, you know, trying to get over that little hump, like, you know, say that you're in your first year of your career. Like, what kind of advice would you tell your own self at that time
0: to get yourself to the next level? Woo! Hire a mentor. Hire a mentor, and. I mean, there's so many reasons like you have to be willing to learn and, and, and try to take on a new perspective from someone who's done it, you know, who who could avoid, help you avoid the pitfalls or things that you may be struggling with. You know, I think a mentor is huge because time is limited on this earth that why not find a way to shortcut that and enjoy life more? So hire a mentor, but not just anyone, but like someone who's actually done it, because that will really shortcut your way to to where you want to be.
1: Where? Did, what's a good source to find a mentor? Like, um, I know you're obviously a good, a great one for other DJs, but like, where do you know of any like, do people just look it up on Google? Is it just a word of mouth?
0: Where would someone find a mentor? Surprisingly, Kenny, podcast. <laughs> Cause uh, I had, I mean, I've had several, like few directly and few indirectly, uh, but one of the direct, direct mentors of who I had was because I heard about his name is Brian. I, I, heard, I he was a guest speaker at a podcast, and his message resonated with me so much, and he offered coaching or mentoring. You know, we we we, we weekly calls. And I told myself, I need to hop on that. So I think it's actually putting yourself in environments where those people are. Sometimes podcasts, sometimes YouTube. But you really have to be careful about the content that you consume. That's the thing. So content is everywhere. And you have to be careful of what you're feeding into your brain. And you find mentors at places where they will most likely be. And usually, mentors they they want to put their message out there to help others. Okay, where where if they want to help others, mentor if mentors if they're mentors, who like where can they find mentors? Like, how can they extend extend their message? Podcasts, YouTube, seminars, conferences, and I mean, now I mean maybe back then it was mostly going to like convention centers or conference and all that, but now the digital age is booming. Podcast, and then you get to pay attention. If you like a certain guy on on a podcast, and they're bringing certain guest, right? And then oh, I never heard of this guy. Let me look him up. Oh, he's doing exactly what I want to do. Boom. So sometimes one thing leads to another, but you have to put yourself into position where, okay, I'm ready to learn, and it starts from anywhere, really. And then you can go into this rabbit hole. Oh, from this person. Oh, he mentioned this person's name. Oh, he met, He dropped this book from this author. Oh, talk. And then after that, he. Oh, he recommended an, uh, this YouTube video from this creator. You, 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 you just like explore the the people in the industry and who they know, because they. If you like someone, most likely they have influence from other people, either someone above them or connections horizontal next to them. And ah, I see. so, so you start with one and then you pay attention to their, their circle of, uh, of friends and their, their network and also pay attention to any name drops. Maybe they'll learn from someone, uh, from another mentor. So you look them up, research the kind of content they create, see if it's exactly where you want to go and wanna, and if I it see. aligns so, with the so, goals and... so
1: start start from a place where you're just genuinely trying to learn more and, and put yeah. yourself in environments conventions wherever the where these people will be yeah. at and it'll naturally you'll find you know where you're gravitating towards and then do some more research on that and you a rabbit hole like you said right yeah that's okay. that's exactly
0: that's great, do. great
1: advice so a mentor cuts it out you know i i, I that that is so much value right because you can't it's hard to just google and youtube your own way to the next you know jump in the next hump if someone can give you the advice from where exactly being where you have been you know how much of a better situation can that be or to get you um across that hump so great great advice there and i know we're kind of narrowing down i don't want to take too much time for you so i just wanted to get to my last last questions here sure. of uh <laughs> of of what's your version of greatness what's your Definition of that for
0: your own self and, and
1: just that word in general.
0: Dude, that's a powerful question right there. Um, greatness. Maybe simplify things and, and being able to live life confidently. In yourself. And. Not being fearful, or if you are fearful, fearful. That. You're you're willing to be okay with it and deal with it, or or being uncomfortable. I think greatness is like being a. Oh man, you're having like me. Thank you. It's,
1: it's getting the gears grinding. It's getting
0: there, but I think it's like living life confidently in in yourself that you know. How to take care of yourself and what you need to do to get to where you need to be. Like if things were stripped away from you, it's like like relying on yourself to do what needs to be done. Um, and and also not to be. I mean, I, I'm I'm also a, a a guy with Christian faith and in belief, so. It's really hard to speak about greatness, like just in itself, like I can't take all the credit, really. Um, i I believe like all the things that I have in great in me it's because he's great. So I have to give credit to where it's due. But it's through him that I'm able to live confidently because I feel like everything is is here for a reason, and i I, I believe that. Man, to be great, dude, it's it's really. I think it's really about confidence, man.
1: <laughs> no, I love. Uh, yeah, that. Like, I, I think can't that's... take all the
0: credit, but it's confidence and 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 being humble enough to know, like you know, what you're not, you don't know it all. <laughs> but but you're you're but and in walking into the things that are unknown and taking on those risks because you're you're growing.
1: And that's so cool to understand that that's your version of greatness where it's not, Oh yeah. I want to hit like uh, having a million followers or having X amount of money in the bank or having DJ at these venues, you know, that's your definition of, of greatness is something that's you strip everything away from it. And like what's truly inside, right? Like that's Mm -hmm. powerful. And as someone who I'm also of Christian faith too, I think that we can't do it by ourselves, right? Like it's, it's something so powerful, like I don't know I don't know if you were able to imagine of what you built up like 10 15 whatever or 10 years ago um to right now without something bigger kind of leading you on that so I mm-hmm. I love 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 that um, answer. And then lastly, uh you kind of, we kind of already t- talked about all this man. You had all the key concepts. I appreciate All your, right. There your, we go. <laughs> your your ability to articulate those concepts. But um let's see what i said what impact would you like to make in the world so that like what is it just within the dj um community or is there anything bigger that you would like to make an impact like what what kind of
0: impact would you like to make oh man that's dude, you're dropping all the good questions too man like it's not just me but it's also you <laughs> yeah yeah you're, you're asking the right questions man um Something that has been very I'm very passionate about too, that I think would help everyone is being better communicators. Like if if there isn't any impact, is like helping people become more aware of how they communicate. And being aware of themselves, how they communicate, and, and impact in a way where people Will understand take the time to understand one another more, instead of just giving what they believe. Because I think everything has to come from a place of understanding, before, like like understanding other person before. You try to be understood.
1: Hmm, That's key. Yeah, not really. People talk about that communication and just really genuinely trying to. Yeah, understand what the person's going through in front of you, and I think that's what's bringing you all the success and in your in your DJ career and in life, man. So, <laughs> Oh man, I am. Where where can everyone find you and to to book you if they wanted to for your DJ services or even for your your DJ coaching? Have you, you already started that up too? Right? Yeah,
0: I I'm starting coaching two DJs, but I'm still building like a community, and it's in the works. But I think a good place to start is Instagram. It's DJ underscore Mojo, and my other one where, where I teach and help other DJs is called Wedding DJ Mastery, and you can find that on Instagram and shortly soon on YouTube, for that. But so we'll start with Instagram. I think it's a good platform. I don't think it's going to go away anytime soon. But let's connect there.
1: Okay, I like that. Well, yeah, follow everything that DJ Mojo is doing. It's not only. We're talking about the way that your brain works, but you 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 put it on on the on the on the actual at the venues and on the stage with your music and style. We didn't even go into that. We could have go I could go five hours of going into like <laughs> <that>, the <laughs> actual music of it. But yep. no, thank you so much, uh, Joe, for coming on and dropping all this wisdom. and And is there anything else that you'd like to add to uh, on top of it? I feel like you already gave so much already.
0: Uh, we'll say that for another time, man. We'll say it another time. But but thank you for having me on here, Kenny. Been a pleasure. And, dude, I'm excited for your wedding next year, if anything, dude. (laughs) It's going to be a good time.
1: That's (laughs) fun, man. All right, let me stop this recording.